0: In three, two, one. Today's marketplace can be tough and challenging. If you're an entrepreneur, business professional, or leader looking to expand the power of your own thinking and achieve goals you actually desire, then you're going to enjoy my conversation with mindset and sales coach, Dave Conway. hi, Dave, welcome to the program. We're glad to have you. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. Now, Dave, you're the founder of an international mindset and sales training company, Conway Consulting, and you've been serving hundreds of clients all over the world in a range of different industries, whether it's coaching or training and strategy and particularly mindset. How did you get into that? Let's give our listeners just a little background. Where'd you start from and how did you evolve into where you are today?
1: Well, I came out of the womb as a professional salesperson and speaker. Just like everybody else, right? right exactly. <laughs> no, that'd be awesome if that was true. Actually, my my first taste of personal development was when I was 18 years old. Right. So at the time, my parents had just split. So they were living in a different place. So I'd stay with my dad a bit and then I'd go stay with my mom a bit and I was 18. I didn't have enough money to live on my own, nor maturity. So it was tough. It's still a tough thing to face at any age. (laughs) And uh, anyway, my mom had a friend in the city that said that there was a pretty amazing speaker coming in to speak down at the Travelodge Hotel in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. So I always say it was the first, last, and only time this man was ever in our city. Right. And so I forget if my mom, if I went willingly or if she grabbed me by the ear and forced me. I don't quite remember how I got there. But I did. And That workshop was a two-hour workshop, and it changed the direction of my life. It didn't change my life, but it changed the direction of my life. This man, I had never heard anybody talk like this before. Mm -hmm. The things he was saying was like popping my head off like popcorn. Right. And uh, that gentleman, as many would be familiar with, is now the late and great, amazing Bob Proctor. Oh, Bob, yeah,
0: amazing. I think I saw him about that just after that in my 20s. Great, great teacher, mentor, leader.
1: In my Personal opinion, I think Bob Proctor was the greatest mindset coach in the world up until the day he passed away. Yeah, I think many Um, would agree with you. And I think that, uh, I just don't think many people understood what he actually was saying. That's what I would, that's what I'd boil it down to. (laughs) Because what he was saying was quite deep, but you need to be educated to even understand. It's almost like a different language, some of this stuff sometimes. And uh, we have a really bad habit of judging and ridiculing things we don't understand. So that started my journey into personal development, really and truly, Mike. I didn't actually start winning from personal development for about 15 years after that. So I was around personal development, but I wasn't winning with it. And there's a lot of good reasons for that, one being mentorship.
0: Yeah. So the seeds then are, you got popcorn popping off in your head. You're going, okay, there's something out here. I can do this, or I can follow some of these principles. And then you started, obviously those things were germinating over the next dozen or 15 years or so as you're going through different career choices. And then all of a sudden, one day you wake up and you go, Hey, you know what? I think I got this and I got this enough to share it with others. Cause I know you've been successful with it. Tell us about that transition. How did that all come about?
1: Well, it was too slow. Okay. When I go to the other side, who runs the pearly gates? Who's the...
0: Peter, St. Peter.
1: Peter, Peter. Okay. So I'll tell you, when I go the other side, I got a list of questions and one of them will be, why the heck was I kept outside the door for 15 years thinking I was on the inside? Why did that happen?
0: Interesting perspective. Uh, I got
1: way more questions than answers. So what happened was we began to travel around. So if you remember back in the day, Bob used to work with a man named John Canary mm-hmm. and they would work together. So my mom, after that day, we would drive to Calgary where I know you shared with me where you're from. Yep. And we would drive to Calgary. We'd drive to Edmonton and I would travel around actually watching Bob for about two years on my mother's dime until I got to the place where she'd spend so much money on us that she was running out of money. Where I had to quit and I had to go up to the rigs and the oil patch in Northern Alberta, Northern <laughs> British Columbia wow. to pay her back. Right. Yeah. It was the only way a young man could earn $10,000 a month. I would clean diesel off the engines, it was my job for 14 days straight, 12 hours a day. Anyway, so I would listen to the material a lot. That's very important that I share that. I would listen to the material. I'd never change my paradigm. I'd never change my self image. And I never got a mentor. You see, what was happening to me is I fell into a terrible system where I was hearing the information, but I wasn't integrating the information, if right. that makes sense. I don't know if you can relate to that. Yeah, you're
0: not alone. I think that's a common problem for most people. Absolutely.
1: So there's a big difference. You see, knowing is in the conscious mind, but awareness, knowing on an emotional level is in the subconscious. And so in 2015, I actually had become a fairly angry, frustrated individual. So I would say I had a head full of personal development and a belly full of negativity. So an anchor. Right. And the chasm was getting larger and larger. It's frustrating. It was infuriating. And yeah. actually got to the point where, and I'm not proud to share this, I was working in construction at the time. Right. And uh, there was an inspector came and he was being an inspector. He was doing what inspectors do. And they were calling things out on sure. us. And I got so angry. And this is a man that's been listening and studying this show, mental sciences, personal development, talk the talk for Sure. Yeah. I got so angry at this man. Actually, one of my guys had to run out after me because I, I was going to beat him. I was actually going to physically attack him. Yeah, And my guy had to grab me, one of my employees, and he had to pull me back. That was a bit of a wake-up call for me. Mm. And that night, I actually asked myself, how did that happen to me? How did I get to that level, even though I should know better?
0: Yeah, good question.
1: And after that question, I lived in that frustration for two and a half more years. And then in January of 2017, a thought came in my mind said, I wonder if Bob Proctor's still doing this thing. I wonder if he's still rocking and rolling. So I went online and I looked up Bob Proctor and I saw you had a thing back then called the Paradigm Shift, which was right. in Los Angeles. And I'm in Saskatoon. So I'm in Canada. So I bought a ticket for my wife and I economy class and economy ticket down to the paradigm shift. And I went down there and Mike, that was the most painful two and a half days of my life. I was what I call top heavy. So what I realized today as I'm talking to you is that I was gathering the information, but it wasn't getting into the sub. It wasn't Transferring, I almost imagine it was like a water balloon. I think it's contributed immensely to my success I've had thus far. I almost imagine like a waterbed of information. And I got the pin that weekend and I popped it and it started to download. Right. And there was an opportunity there to become a consultant with Bob. And I did it, and I became the number two selling consultant in the world within a year.
0: Wow. Well, what intrigued me about your story was that metamorphosis from where you were, because a lot of people, you're not alone. A lot of people have been where you are. They've got that anguish. They know there's something more. They just don't know how to get there. And they don't get those illuminations, those, hey, aha moments. And you were smart enough to recognize. But I think you were prepared enough to recognize it and then make a change to it because you're a young man, you're frustrated, you want this for your life, you want to create a good life, but you're running into these obstacles. And again, that goes to the mindset paradigm shift, if you will. And to use that word, kudos to you for being able to see that. So you started working as a consultant with Bob, an organization who's those in the self-development world know all about Bob, phenomenal stuff, great content, but then you've even morphed from beyond that. You started then evolving. So where did the path go from there? So within a year or two, you're right up there. You're one of the top performers. Where did you go from there?
1: This goes out to anybody here that's in An organization that would like to move higher in that organization. This advice here I'm going to give you is for anybody that is an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur like a real estate agent or something, an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur that would like to go higher up an organization or expand your own organization. So what I noticed was I went to a training, my first training. So my first three months when I became a consultant, I didn't know anything. I really didn't know. I just, honest to God, I thought I died and gone to heaven that I got to teach this for a living, okay? I was born to do this. Right. I was put on the earth to do this. Sure. And I've always known it. I just never knew how to direct it. Right. And I don't think I'm the only one in that boat, you know? I really don't. I think intuitively, we all know that there's something greater in store for us. That's right. We all know that. We know that there's something magical about us as individuals. Our problem is expressing it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us don't have the awareness to even know that we can express it. We don't have the vehicle. We don't have something. So here's a man, like I was complaining about, it was Peter, right? Peter runs the gates. I was complaining about Peter there. And this is why I was kept outside for 15 years to become aware of what I actually had. So, I went to my first training. For the first three months, I was on my own. I was out there meeting people for coffees. My wife used to think that when i go on my sales calls, because I was selling Bob's programs, what I was doing, I was licensed to facilitate his programs. And I would leave on sales calls and I wouldn't come back for hours. (laughs) Why? Well, I didn't have a sales process. I was just out there. I was like an evangelist or something. And it took me three hours to four hours to close the sale. So I went to my first training in September. What I noticed was there's about maybe 150 consultants there at that time. And I was sitting at the back of the room. It was in Toronto, Canada. And I'm sitting at the back of the room. And I noticed that there was two tables at the front of the room. And there was 13 people split between the two tables. And then I noticed that they would leave. And they would leave with Bob. And then I remember they would go out for the lunch. And I saw them having lunch with Bob. Now, understand this, that my entire motivation was just to get close to this guy. Right. It wasn't the money. It was get close to him and help people. And that's still my motivation, even though the motivation to be close to him has changed because yeah, he's not here anymore. Yeah, of course. Okay. But that was my prior motivation. So I looked around and I asked this guy beside me, I said, what's going on up there at that front table? I think it's something about the third day. And he said, oh, that's the inner circle. I said, what's that all about? I said, oh, if you make 15 sales a quarter, you get to go sit there and you go for lunch with Bob. And he said, I didn't know this at the time. They said, you actually get to go for dinner with them the day before you fly in a day early for a private training and you go for dinner. And I said, you knew about this? He's like "Yeah." I said, you knew about this and you're sitting back here? And I said, I will never sit back here again. And that transition, what I noticed, the best way, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier, if you want to get to the top, get results. Yeah. I noticed that he only was spend time with people that were producing results, not the people claiming results, not the people with the intention of results. Results talk and results are always rewarded. So if you want to start to move higher, get results. So I made a decision that I would become the top consultant in that organization and I did it.
0: So what'd you do differently? You were doing something that got you to where you were in the meeting. So there was a change in mindset, obviously, and you got some new information, something you didn't even know was available and you said, I can do this. This is for me. And I think that's a good test, by the way. I used to always tell anyone if they're interested in speaking, training, if you see a speaker or trainer and you hear a little inner voice go, you can do this. Maybe not their way. Maybe not the way they do it. But you've got that voice telling you, you've got this. It's you. That's your calling. That's it. That's your superpower. It's waiting for you. This episode is sponsored in part by Rainmaker Digital Solutions featuring Active Campaign. Looking to drive growth with customer experience automation? ActiveCampaign, the number one marketing automation platform for e-commerce, B2C, and B2B companies gives you the email marketing, marketing automation, and CRM tools you need to create incredible customer experiences. ActiveCampaign is the platform we use to reach, nurture, convert, and grow our business and you can use it to grow yours. You can see why 150,000 plus businesses like yours choose active campaign to help them grow and become preferred in the markets they serve. You can also start your free trial by visiting our website and clicking on the active campaign trial link. As a bonus, we'll also give you a digital copy of my book, Becoming Preferred, how to outsell the competition. And in the interest of full disclosure, I am a shareholder in the company. And now back to my conversation with Dave Conway.
1: Before I would sell one-to-one, Mm -hmm. And that's good. You do what you can. You, You work with the tools you've got, the awareness you've got. And then I started to do workshops. So I started to launch a workshop every month. I rented this little um, room at a co-working place back in 2017 in my city and I started to do workshops. And I'll never forget at the time I was a carpenter and I was making like 400 bucks a day. I was the owner of the business and I was still making 400 bucks a day. I'm sure many entrepreneurs they're like, "Oh, I right. wish I was making yeah, that. I'm, I want to be a carpenter." 40. Yeah. And so that day I installed a kitchen for 8 hours and I made 400 bucks. And then that night I did a talk and my wife and I, she's a marketer and she's a partner in Conway consulting with me. But I want to be clear about this. My wife is not my partner in the business because she's my wife. My wife is my partner because she's a world-class marketer. She is everything I'm not. I want to be very clear about that. It's not a husband and wife deal. I understand completely. Very good at what we do. It took me two years to sell her and to join in me, to be honest. She was my biggest fish. Yeah. <laughs> I had to catch her a few times. I had to get her to marry me, then, right. then I had to get her to join me in business. Well, those are obviously, you've got some
0: technique there, so an ability, so it's good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we started doing these workshops, and that night I installed the kitchen at 400 bucks. I went out, I did a talk for 60 minutes with a 30 minute q and I was nervous as hell. Yeah. Uh, I think my voice for the first 15 minutes was like, hey, guys, welcome Good. here. <laughs> yeah. And I settled into it. That night, Mike, I made 20 grand. I sold four packages in the a back room, you would call it. Yeah. I've sold four people for five grand that night. So that was a game changer for me because I thought, wow, I saw the power of being right. able to sell. I saw the power of having something you're passionate about that you commit to money or not. That's right. That was a game changer for me. I went from the habit of earning four grand or like was it $75 in 90 minutes to $20,000 in 90 minutes. That is what I consider a quantum leap. Now I started doing these every month. Now there's this lady used to come to these Oops. seminars. Yeah. And after every she'd always come up. Her name was Robin Smith. She'd always come up. She'd say, oh, that was great. And I'd always talk to her and I'd encourage her and then she'd leave. Well, after the fifth month of her coming up to me, I actually wasn't aware of the lesson at the time. I said to her, look, Robin, I said, are you in or are you out? Are you in or are you out? Right. I said, I'm not talking to you no more. And I was very firm with her. And she said, I'm in. Now, I didn't know at the time that that's really good for sales. I didn't know that you can talk to people directly. Sure. I didn't understand that. Yeah. Well, Robin Smith, in the next 10 weeks, said that her life had changed more in those 10 weeks in the mentorship than it did in the last 20 years.
0: Right. Wow.
1: Then she called me during the 11th week, and she was very stressed. She said, can I talk to you? I said, yeah, for sure you can. And she said, I got to talk to you. I just bought a mentorship, a package online with the lady for 20 grand. Now, to put this in perspective, mine at the time was five grand. So I was like, okay, interesting. I said, when did you meet her? She said, just today. I said, all right. I said, where'd you meet? She said, online. Now I'm all in person at this time. And I said, okay, well, that's interesting. I said, how long was the call? She said, 30 minutes.
0: 30 minutes, she parted with $20,000.
1: And it took me five months. And in my mind, that is when I realized I had to become a salesperson, that I was no longer a mentor or a coach. I was a salesperson that gets to coach because I train my salespeople to like, insurance clients. You're not an insurance agent. You're a salesperson that gets to help people through insurance. No one becomes your client or you don't really serve someone until they become your client till you actually get to serve them. So I dedicated to becoming a salesperson. And then Bob started to notice my results and he asked me to move inside. So I moved inside to work directly with him on his sales and coaching team.
0: Well, that was definitely a change in mindset because I think mindset is important. And you raised some interesting issues. How do you define mindset? So if I said to you, what's a sales and mindset mentor, for instance, because that's an area that you guys focus on, there's different types of mindsets. What's the mindset you're talking about?
1: That's a fantastic question. Do you have like a couple of years? Or? Sure.
0: We'll let it down so, to a
1: couple of minutes. How's that?
0: Let me set it up this way. I'll give you an example. We've been training people and speaking to audiences for years. The first goal always was to make 100000 a year. Like as a young man or young person, you thought well, when I started my career, it was, hey, I got to make $100,000. How do I do that? And all my activities, all my behaviors, all my habits, all my routines were all designed to get me $100,000. Well, the next question was, well, how do I now make $100,000 every six months? And the same behaviors and attitude, everything had to change, everything had to evolve. Just like what you've just outlined in the story. Then it was, how do I make a hundred thousand a quarter? How do I make a hundred thousand a month? So you've got to develop it and you've got to be able to see that happening or it's never gonna happen. That's what I mean by mindset change. It's a shift, but it's a fundamental shift and you're constantly evolving and you can't use the same information and processes that you started with in order to get there. How did you evolve that or how do you define that whole mindset?
1: Yeah, fantastic question. So the word mindset has a fundamental problem, as with most words. The problem with this is that we're speaking English, you and I. Right. So everybody listening here is going to know the word mindset. And like I said earlier, just because you know it doesn't mean you are aware of it. Doesn't mean you know anything at all actually about it. So the issue with mindset is that no one actually understands the mind. The thing is that everyone's mind is already set. What you want is you want a mindset that's in harmony with your goal. Mm, Interesting. Goals is the most misunderstood word in the English language. I would also say that the word goals is the most important word in the English language because all a goal is is an idea that you've accepted or you desire to bring it in and see it in your physical life. That's all it is. So, if we're going to start to understand the mind, we got to set some fundamental criteria down. So, the first one is this everything in the universe is energy, and all energy is governed by law. Right. So if your viewers could see you and I right now, I'm holding a piece of wood in my hand, a little wood from Ireland. One of my team members sent it to me, a little Irish bog hue, 4,800-year-old piece of wood. And I'm holding up above my head right now, and I'm going to drop it, and that's going to drop down to my left hand. You see, this energy moves by law. Now, as I do this, you're not going to say, oh, my God, Michael, you got like a magician on your collar or something. How did he do that? No, why? Because by the law of gravity. Now, you've heard the law of gravity, but that doesn't mean you fully grasp it. Right. So as we start to understand that everything in the known universe is energy, and all energy is governed by law, what we need to understand is that thought is a form of energy. That's right. It's an intangible form of energy, but it is energy. Therefore, thought must be also controlled by law. So as we start to set goals, the first thing you need to ask yourself is who is the man, woman, or person that is achieving that goal? How do they walk, talk, dress that will create the mindset in order for a person to create a mindset shift outside of something in their environment forces it upon them, which is generally what most people experience. And unfortunately, it's negative most of the time. Not many people actually make their own. You need a goal. The foundation is the goal because you need something worth changing for. I was invited to speak at this event called, it was like a money manifestation one. I don't know if, how many of these kinds of ones you've been invited to speak at, Mike, but I've bumped into a few that are fairly weird. Right, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And one was a uh, manifestation and and the name of the workshop was like money manifestors. Right. Magnetize your mind to money. So I started my talk and I asked everybody in the audience, I like to be interactive and engaging with them. And I asked her, I said, who here... Would like to magnetize their self to money, their mind to money. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, me, 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 me. And I'll ask your listeners too, who here would like to magnetize your mind to money? And I would assume that people are going to say, me. yeah. And I said, okay. I said, well, write down how much you earn. Your mind is already magnetized to that. What you desire is to magnetize your mind to more money, right? You want more money. And as you start to understand that it really is our thinking, I've asked over 10,000 people now, do you believe? That you become what you think about and almost everybody answers yes okay then what the heck do you think about what have you been thinking about you see the purpose of a goal is to set that post and pillar to always have your mind occupied with something without it you will get bombarded you'll just drift around it'll be used for making eggs it'll be used for making coffee it'll be used for going to the bathroom it'll be used for picking up the kids you can use it for anything to hardwire the goal into your consciousness that you keep going back to it. Who's the man? Who's the woman? Who's the person that's living like that? That's what'll change your life. And that is what changed my life. I struggled for 15 years because I never changed my identity. I never had a goal. That was my real problem.
0: It's an interesting way. And I know you teach, and I want to talk about this, how people can set goals that they actually desire. And I know that you suggest that they think, act, and behave like they've already achieved it. And explain that a little
1: bit. We've got to go deeper on it. So the first thing that we have to do is we have to start to go out and start to set goals. So when, in my opinion, a goal, according to the book of Dave Conway, is that when you set a goal, the only thing you have is the goal. Now, what is a goal? A goal, very simply, is just an idea. See, what most people think, well, if I'm going to accept that idea, I got to have the skills. You do not need the skills. I got to have the money. You do not need the money. I got to have the team. You do not need the team. I got to have the ability. You do not need the ability.
0: Yeah, lots of excuses.
1: That's right. And you'll never see a very successful person on their grave saying his empire or her empires was built off excuses. There's never been an empire or any success ever built off them. So when you get the goal, then you say, who's the person that has it? And as you start to integrate that into your being, but what I did was I got very frustrated. You spend 15 years really trying to make something happen and getting nowhere. I am surprised that the only person I snapped at was that inspector. I probably should have been snapping at everybody all day. That's frustrating Um, for sure. It was. So what I did one night, I went up to the mirror. I was really sick of myself is actually what happened. And I went up to the mirror and I came like nose to nose with myself in the mirror. And I looked myself in the eye and I said, who the hell do you think you are? Tell me. Who do you think you are? So why, why, do, why do you believe that and not this? Why does that person bother you and you like this person? Why do you do this and not do that? And what I started to do, Mike, is that every night when I went to bed, I would empty myself out. There was no Dave Conway. I let go of him completely. There was no Dave Conway. There was no paradigm. There was no mindset. And when I woke up in the morning, I would write out the man that I wanted to be. Now, my first goal, I went from five thousand dollars a month to a hundred thousand dollars a month within thirty-one months. Fantastic. And I and then that night I would let go of that man that I wanted to be. And then the morning I'd wake up and I decide who I want to be that day. And I would just kept endeavoring to become the man that was living the life. I like to view goal setting and goal achievement. Almost like a snow globe. Do you know, like when you shake up? Yeah, absolutely. um, Yeah, yeah, they're so cute. My daughter has when I sneak into her room and I still look at them. And especially if you're in Canada, just look outside and you'll have a snow globe there too. Yeah, in the Um, summer, yeah. That's right, (laughs) in the summer. So I like to view the glass as the goal. And inside the glass, there's a lifestyle. So inside the goal, every goal has a lifestyle in it. And then inside the lifestyle has a person living it. If you're going to start to make the changes that you will have to make to live the life that you want, you're going to need something that's worth changing for. And if you don't have that, you will never change unless the outside world forces it upon you through a death, a bankruptcy, a war. Most people only ever change when it's forced upon them.
0: Yeah. We always say people don't change unless two things occur. Number one, the pain's so great they have to, or the pleasure so good they want to. So you've got to paint either one of those pictures, right? So the pleasure is so good. It's like, wow, that's a new change. That's a mindset I want. That's a lifestyle I want.
1: Yeah. And I think even there's a danger when you get relative success and then you plateau too, because you create the life you want. So let's say you are like myself that was earning five grand a month and then being a carpenter. Now you're in a hundred grand a month as a sales professional doing the work you love. Well, you could plateau. Absolutely. When I made the decision to go to a million a month, that was way harder of a decision than it was going from the five to the 100,000 a month. It took me nine months to condition my mind to accept the idea. That's
0: interesting. Well, and you talk about that. That's kind of the core of your philosophy. So you set your goal and you find the goals. And this is something I've learned from doing some homework on you is like I'll set objectives and I kind of went away from goals for a long time. Like I looked at things and focused on process. If I do this many calls, talk to this many people, do a good job and just focus on the delivery, just focus on the product itself, the service, build it and they will come. And they came. And I thought, well, geez, what if I do something on purpose? What if I actually do it in a purposeful way? and set that objective. And it's still part of the process, but now my goals are within the process. But again, it's living that journey along the way. Doing the podcast, there is a perfect example. I procrastinated this forever because I was good at speaking in front of a live audience and I always wanted to do this. And I thought, oh, what if I do it and it sucks? What if it's terrible? What if everybody hates it? All the what ifs and not to do it. And then of course, COVID hit, and so we had to pivot, but I just, I got myself into a mindset. I thought, well, hey, if I'm going to do this, I just need to just do this. And we just started to do it, and we've had a great time doing it, has some awesome guests, and we're getting the kind of results that we're looking for. But I procrastinated forever until I got my mindset around it to where, hey, I got to build what I want to build for myself to fulfill where I'm looking for my purposes and those overall objectives. And you've got three little tips in your philosophy, think, sell, and lead all right, in order to do that. So obviously, you've got to think about it. And I know you teach entrepreneurs to focus their mind towards those goals or stretch goals that drive their own personal growth and through understanding their own untapped potential. So how do we dare? How deep do we go into figuring out? I mean, you're challenging yourself in front of the mirror. And thanks for sharing. How do we find that untapped potential?
1: I think you got to make space for it. You know, I'm sure many of your listeners are probably familiar with Earl Nightingale. Mm-hmm. And Earl Nigel in the Lead the Field, in the Worthy Ideal, which is the third lesson in Lead the Field. If, if you haven't heard it, I strongly recommend go listen to it and listen to it every day for 30 days. It's about goals, setting goals. And he says, sit down with a pen and write it out for an hour or a day or three days or a week. It's that important to your life. You see, the problem is that we get so busy, we never take time for ourselves. I formed the habit. That I spend 30 minutes every day studying a piece of material that is studying myself personally in the world that I live in. Because I've found that the more I know me, Mike, the more I know you. Right. Because we may appear different, maybe different ages, different genders, different hair color, skin color, eye color. But inside, we're actually all the same. Yeah. There is only one creative process. An idea enters the mind of a human being. That idea is either accepted or rejected. If it's accepted, it moves into the subconscious mind. And then starts to alter the behavior, which then alters the activity, which then alters the results. And the second part of that is that I spend 30 minutes with myself and my goal every day. I sit there with it. I, I treat it like a friend. I treat it like it's a companion. I start to go there. I'll visualize being in there. I'll spend time with that new man, that new version of myself. I'll start to ask myself questions. Am I that man yet? And one of the sexiest ideas and the sexiest questions I ask myself and I've ever heard that I've ever asked myself, how good can I get? You see, we're all expecting the world to get better. Governments to improve, education to improve, medicine to improve. Am I improving? Very rarely will you ever find a person that stops and says, am I getting better at what I do? Mm -hmm. I think some of us don't even know what the heck it is that they do. Right. We don't take time for ourselves. We know so little about ourselves, so very, very little. And to learn about yourself is the greatest journey of all, because who else is controlling your life but you? When I was sitting at that conference, that seminar with Bob in May of 2017, honest to God, this is what happened. I started getting suspicious that my results in my life might have something to do with me.
0: Yeah, great insight.
1: I was just playing the blame game. I was blaming everybody else. And you'll find that if you wait, if you're playing the blame game, then that means I have to wait for you to change for my life to improve. And I actually, honest to God, it was a very painful experience because I'm sitting there thinking, oh my God, like my life, like I might, I might be playing a role in it. But this might epiphany. be up to me, my results.
0: <laughs> and I've seen that. I've had these conversations with people I care about as well and love where they're like a boat without a rudder and wherever the wind blows them, and they're just tossed to and fro. And it's like, you determine where you want to go. We were talking pre-show. We work out of Arizona in the wintertime and Canada in the summer. we get the best of both worlds and travel and really enjoy that. We've just created that lifestyle. So you see it first. What's it take to get there? And you've got to think about that. And I love line, make space for that. I've just recently started doing that over the last couple of years. So I'm a 5 a.m. guy and 5 to 5.30, I actually journal and I started journaling, which was new for me. And so I have prompts and I answer those prompt questions. So that'll get it going. Like, what do I want to accomplish today? What am I grateful for? I always try and start with gratitude. Go even
1: further, go deeper, get out of your left brain with that go even deeper, like sit with it. Like almost like you hold it in your hand. What do you want? Let's say it's the hundred a week. Let's just say, yeah. And just sit there with it and just like sit across from it. You have a chair and you have a chair for your goal. And sometimes you can sit right in the room with it and just look at it. It'll always be there. Yeah. That's and a really interesting take. I've, Spend time with the idea.
0: Yeah. I've been doing this a long time and I've seen a lot. And you know what? That's a, a gem right there. David, that's powerful. I can see where that makes sense. Like it resonates for me. Like I'll do it. We had a guest on earlier in the season where we talked about I am statements and I've started incorporating those. So I tried to multitask. So I'll do that in the shower. So I'm going to have a nice hot shower, but I go through a riff, if you will, on I am's. And I don't know feel that way, but I like what you were saying about the subconscious and Vince Bassani was on one of our episodes that's coming up. And he's talking about that, The Ant and the Elephant, from his books. And here you have an ant who's headed east, but if he's on an elephant that's going west, the ant thinks it's going in the right direction, but it really isn't, right? Because the elephant's the subconscious, and so it's getting them aligned. And that's kind of what you're saying, is we take that time to focus, be with it, make space for it, talk to it, visualize it, just spend the time and create that space.
1: That's right, even just in silence with it. Like, I get an extra chair in your room and have it across you and close your eyes and sit there with it. You don't even have to talk. Just sit there with it and let the idea just sit there. And understand it'll always be there until you accept it. And as soon as you bring it closer, it'll take over your life. Mm. You see, everyone's trying to force the ideas. Force negates. You don't force anything. Nothing in nature is forcing itself. Nothing. We're the only creatures that force.
0: That makes sense. Birds fly naturally because they're birds. Fish swim because they're fit. We try and go upstream all the time. Yeah. We're We're
1: always fighting. We're always scrapping. So, what I found for best results is to actually spend more time with the idea, start to spend more time in the skin of the man. Even if you're just sitting there on the chair, just as if I was, and just be that man for a little bit, play a little game. And you're going to find that it starts to move very, very fast, very fast.
0: Do you find your values come out of the goals that you set, or do your goals determine your values?
1: My number one value is faith in the unseen.
0: Explain that one.
1: It's the hardest one to live up to. Faith in the unseen. To understand that there is a universe that has my back. There really is a power that I really don't need to worry about much. I might be in the habit of worrying. I might think I'm getting somewhere with fear. I might think I'm getting somewhere with doubt, but I'm not. That's a trick. That's a snare. Yeah. It's a trap. Because it's a vibration to learn how powerful you are to learn that there really is, you already are a master manifest, you manifest your life anyway, to start to understand that all you need to do is just learn to express the ideas. You don't need to force any ideas. Ideas can't be forced. You have to express them. Like, I've asked you this, you've been married now for, you're sharing with me for about 25 years, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know your wife better today than you did 25 years ago?
0: Yeah. And I love her better today than I did 25 years I, ago, which I think is impossible. I th- how can I get more? But it's always more
1: bingo so the goal is the same time plays a big factor in your relationship with the goal and we need to start spending more time with our goals more time with ourselves, so we can start to build that relationship better and without time we'll just move into robotic systems robotic rituals we're not really spending time i can walk into my house and eat with my kids and not talk how was your day good oh great wow and i'm not really listening i'm not really present right most people even in personal development go after their goals like that pure willpower
0: yeah i think i've been guilty of that one too and to your point i'll write things down and it becomes rote and then it just becomes a routine and i mean which is a good place to start instead of you know not doing anything and you raise some interesting issues around whether it's a universal intelligence i think it's energy i think the answer lies in physics but that's just my perspective of it i can't tell you which one's right or which one's wrong but i do know we can create and manifest our own creations what we want for those things. I can put your body in prison. I can control your body and I can't control your mind. And that's the part that you get to think about, right? So how do we live in alignment with those laws of the universe, if you will, to attract abundance, like you've talked about, attract growth and attract that prosperity. And I think you've kind of given a good formula for that. So it's finding the goals that are worthwhile goals and they are aligned with our values. Right? And what are those values? So which one comes first, the values and then the goals? Because those things evolve and change too, don't they?
1: I would say goals should be first. Set the because goal. What your does your to
0: achieve and why? Maybe yeah. answer the question why as well.
1: Yeah. And then you'll find your values can start to shift out of that too. Because a lot yeah. of times you got values on certain things, but you got nothing to change for. You also have nothing pushing them around or poking them or even getting you to live up to them. Most people just pay lip service to their own values. Most right, people aren't right. even no. doing what they say.
0: No, that's right
1: they got nothing to change for. The goal is essential. A goal is a spiritual seed. A goal is not designed to get there to grow. Grow into what? Grow into your infinite potential. Well, how do you even calculate that? You can't. So the journey never ends.
0: That's interesting.
1: It's beautiful way to live. Yeah,
0: it is a beautiful way to, way, way to live. No, I understand it. And the last number of years studying the Stoics and some of the Greek philosophers and some of the wisdom and insights that they've had over the years. And it's all about control what you can control and work on what you need to work on. So once you have a goal, if you need to go and learn something to achieve that goal, it's out there. Most of us in our pockets have a device that can access the greatest minds in the world. So the Stoics, they'll tell you, hey control your thinking. Why am I setting this goal? Is it an ego-based goal? Is it an altruistic goal? Is it something I'm going to do to help the planet? Am I helping someone? Because mine are different. I remember having the goals in my earlier days. I want the nice car. I'm a pilot. I've got to have the nice airplane. And I did all those things, planes, trains, and automobiles. Never had a train, but pretty much everything else. And then over time, those weren't in alignment with where I was. And I've had to shift that. And it's been an easy shift. But We achieved the objective with it, but I've never spent the time on that and really going, why is this a goal? What values do I need and what skills do I need in order to make that goal happen? Is that how you approach the whole process? Do you have an example of a goal that you've said maybe on a personal level that you're now thinking about, that you're nurturing, that you're viewing, that you're visualizing that hasn't realized yet, but you're working towards? Is there one that you can think of at the top of your mind?
1: Well, right now, our ultimate goal, our vision for the for Conway Consulting is to become the most effective and compelling personal development company in the world. To end ignorance. Our head of marketing and our head of growth, we were in a vision making workshop with our clients. And he was sharing about all the vision statements for McDonald's and sure. Uber and Netflix and things like that. And he read the uh, Cancer Society of America's one, which was End Cancer. And I thought to myself, wow. That's a big one. That is amazing. It's amazing. It's inspiring. It's audacious. It appears impossible. It's demanding, it's challenging, it's simple, it's two words and cancer. And ours now is end ignorance. You see, if YouTube was working, the world would be a better place. But in my experience, for most, they're more riddled with fear than ever. You see, mentorship's the key because YouTube can't mentor you. That audiobook and that program can't mentor you. You need a human being. Every time my life has ever changed. Is because somebody else has helped me. I have never been able to change myself on my own, ever.
0: Well, it's providing you the accountability that you need for yourself too, right?
1: And the direction.
0: So how's a mentor different from a coach?
1: The mentor would be like, I've probably been more position of, of the mentor or the coach. So the mentor is the one that speaks. I will coach people, but a coach is more direct. A coach is a little more hand-to-hand combat. And I personally believe that boutique coaching is the only way that a person can ever change. If your audience ever write down a change they've ever had in their life right. and person that helped them, it's usually because they themselves had communicated with them. So at Conway Consulting, everything we do has a boutique coach. You actually have a human interaction. So we'll use technology to educate 100% through programs, workshops, things like that. But it's that booty coaching that's the name of the game. And as you start to have somebody start to tell you, hey, hey work on refinement and start to challenge you and poke you and push you around and kick your butt and, and encourage you when you're down. That's how you change that's what i was missing for all those years i didn't have a mentor when i started getting bob to mentor me it cost me 92 grand in my first year he was expensive mentor and anyway my income just went up and up and up and up right
0: No, we've seen that a lot now speaking of workshops you've got something that you're offering for folks i think you've got a five-day program tell us about that and let's talk about that because i think that would be a great place to start for people who are interested in taking their careers personally professionally, their lives up a notch and achieving some of the things that they want to achieve. Tell us about the program.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. So I'd like to gift all of your listeners a ticket to my Believe event. We have them regularly live and also we have a five-hour replay as well. So it's like a five-hour program and it's called Believe the Ultimate Manifestation Workshop. And I found that what people need more than ever, and maybe we've always needed it, we need more belief. We need more belief in ourselves. We need more understanding. And belief comes with understanding, or understanding comes with belief. Sure. And as we understand on a deeper level how magnificent we are, how incredible we are, how powerful our imagination is, our will, and how to navigate that, people can start honestly performing miracles in their own life. So I'd like to gift everybody a free ticket to my Believe event. And please come and join. Absolutely incredible. And with it, you will get assigned your own coach as well. And you can meet with that coach and they can find out where you're at, where you want to go and direct you on what you need to change.
0: Well, that's generous of you, Dave. And we'll publish that in the notes so people can go in and register for that. And what a gift. And by going through that five days, when they come out the other end, what have they learned? What are they going to be applying?
1: They'll have awareness. So day one is infinite you. We start to get into the mind how it works. Right. Day two, we go into goal setting, finding out where you are, where you want to go. Day three, we go into identity shift. So this is where you begin, and we'll help you script it, where you begin to write out the man that you want to be, the woman you want to be, that you have to become, or the person that you have to become right. in order for that goal to move into your life. And then the fourth day, we go faith versus fear. So I start educating on all the primary fears in a human being. It can be a very painful day for some, you know, right. and I always say, when you're dealing with fear, get in and get out. Yeah. Okay, don't stay in there for too long. No, get bad, bad, bad. And then on the fifth day, we talk about decision, decision, powerful word.
0: What do you want for yourself? You design your life. I don't know what's next. We talk about the pearly gates. I do know I have right now though. I have today and it's being present. And I do know that the last 50 minutes or so that I've got to spend with Dave Conway and our listeners is really valuable. And I've learned lots and I've been around a long time, Dave. So I tell you, hey, keep doing what you're doing, man. I think you got something. i got a winner here. Thank you for your generosity. We'll put all your contact info. Those who want to get hold of Dave. If you want to register for the gift that you provided for them, it'll be in there for them. And you're going to come away with some strategies and some ideas and concepts that can actually revolutionize your life. And so Dave, thank you. And thanks for your generosity and sharing your time with us today.
1: Thank you so much, Mike. And for you and your listeners, have an absolutely incredible day. This podcast is created and associated
0: with Summit Media. My production team is Bess Smith and Kendra Vickers. The fee for the show is that you share it with friends when you find something useful or interesting.